Welcome to Anchor of Hope. I'm Aaron Salvato, and you're listening to the thoughts of a wandering minister on the Good Lion Podcast Network. So I have a thought for you guys today, and that thought is basically this. (laughs) We are not necessary. And here's what I mean by that. God is doing things in the world, but he doesn't need me and he doesn't need you to do those things. He wants you and me to do those things. He wants to involve us. He wants his kids to be a part of the process, but it's not, it's not about us. And I say this from just like (laughs) this place of experience. This is something God has been teaching me so much lately. Um, I used to run a youth group in Vista, California. Um, shout out to my youth group kids. If you're listening, Hey, love you. Thanks for listening. Um, and yeah, I remember wanting the group to grow, wanting the group to be bigger. Um, there were other youth groups, other guys that I knew who were friends of mine who had much larger youth groups. And there were other youth groups in town that were much larger and they had way more volunteers and they could afford a lot more. And I just remember, you know, my youth group never really, it fluctuated between 30 and 60 people. Um, You know, 60 around camp season when all the the people came out of the woodwork to go to camp and stuck around for a few weeks to hang out with their camp friends and then left. Um, But yeah, I mean, it just kind of fluctuated up and down from that. And uh, I remember being so discouraged because, well, I just think in ministry, there's this tendency to see guys who we claim are successful almost by like a, a worldly standard. You know, we say, oh, man, this guy, he's got so many people listening to him. This this guy's ministry is so big. There's so many people donating their church building is so huge and listen like all that stuff's great like i'm not i'm not dogging on that stuff at all that stuff is fantastic if you're if you have a ministry and god has blessed it in size and in growth of people that is really really good and and i would say well done um and a lot of us look up to guys like that and are encouraged but at the same point If you've been faithfully running a group, you know, like I I said, my group, you know, fluctuated between 30 and 60. I know people who are, who've been on the mission field for years and they have faithfully been leading, you know, a group of 12 people and it hasn't grown. You know, does that mean that they were successful or a failure? Uh, I don't think it means they were a failure at all. I think it means that they are being faithful. That's, that's what we need faithfulness. And, and I just say all this, you know, to say, it's not about us. It's about the Lord. And, and, and he doesn't need us. We are unnecessary. Every single one of us is replaceable. You know, I, I, uh, I was a pastor. I was the youth pastor at Calvary Vista uh, for about eight years. Um, I was a volunteer before that. So all in all, I mean, we're talking, you know, 12, 13 years doing youth ministry there. And, you know, in my mind, honestly, um, I felt, I felt needed, 
and that's a part of my personality type. Um, I am a uh, number two on the Enneagram. And the healthy side of number two is, you know, you want to help people. That's what it is. You're the helper. And you want to go out and you want to, you know, fix the world and, and save people. And, and you, you want to help people. The negative side of a number two, the downside, the dark side of the number two is you can develop a need to be needed. Um, and man, I remember, I remember there was a point where, um, I was the youth pastor at our church and I also was sort of the campus pastor at our private Christian school, um, which is the role that all the youth ministers at our church played. Um, we had an office that was right there on campus and basically any student could come in at any time and just hang out in the office and sit and chill. Um, I actually arranged my office uh, in such a way that my desk was facing the door. And, and so I had couches basically on every wall, chairs, stools, couches. Um, and I would have sometimes five, uh, 10, and occasionally 20 middle school students hanging out in my office during lunchtime. And, um, you know, they would come to me and they, they would have questions about the Bible and they'd want to talk about their their drama and their crushes and they want to talk about uh, just you know their life and how things are going with their parents and and it got to the point for me where I felt like I was needed there and I just gotten married and uh, I um, I would work all week and then I would not study for my sermon because it was impossible to study for a sermon with middle school kids in and out of your office all day um, I, I would go home on Saturdays and I would take pretty much the whole day to prep my sermons on Saturday, you know? And so here's my amazing, uh, beautiful, fantastic young wife, Brooklyn. Um, and, uh, she, she wasn't really getting much time from me in the early days of the marriage. And, um, and it was hard for me to let go. Um, I remember talking with Jason Duff, um, one of our pastors at the church, our, one of our assistant preaching pastors. And we were talking and he just was like, man, you need to take a day off from being there at the school and go somewhere, go home, go to a coffee shop, go to a restaurant and, and, and prep your message. And that was so hard for me because my mentality was like, oh man, but if I'm not there, uh, if I'm not there at the school, every day what if the kids need me like what if they what if one of them gets hurt or what if one of them doesn't have a lunch and they need me to go buy them a lunch or what if uh, you know what if uh you know what if there's drama or gossip which happened a lot and yeah it was just this feeling of like what if you know i'm needed here but i got convicted and i started spending saturdays with my wife like i should and um, I took Thursdays to go study. And that was mainly my, my sermon preparation day. And it was just a game changer. And what I found was my sermons were better. Um, my time with my wife was better. And actually, the, my relationship with the students didn't suffer at all. Um, because we still had time for one another. We were still seeing each other 
you know, all those other days of the week, I was still teaching Bible class and seeing the kids in the class. I was still taking kids out to lunch and discipleship. I was still, you know, hanging out with kids at camp and going to the beach during the summer. Like all that stuff, home fellowships, all that stuff I was still doing. And I just had to give up this idea that I was necessary. I had to give up this idea that I was needed, that I was this vital component, that if that component was missing, (laughs) that everything would fall apart. And I'm realizing that more and more in my life that God is the vital component, not me, not us. Um, I I ended up leaving that job on really good terms. Um, uh, I was, uh, my wife and I were planning, praying about going to Ireland as missionaries. And then out of nowhere, God said, go to Oklahoma and spend time with your wife's family. And for those of you guys listening, that that's not coded language for my wife uh, was the Holy Spirit and was like, hey, we need to go to Oklahoma and spend time with my family. My wife had no idea. This is something that God put on my heart during a week of prayer and fasting. And he told me, this is my plan for you guys right now. Um, and so, man, that was just, I mean, just immensely... Uh, a process of letting go because I felt needed you know again it was like okay I I was needed as the youth pastor at Vista and now I'm needed in Ireland and there's this call to go to Ireland and do missions work and then God was like no they don't need you there they don't you really they don't need you anywhere and for again for number two that's like oh what a blow oh man that's painful that hurts but it's just it's been this amazing process of God teaching me that all the only the only one that's the only person that's needed is Jesus. And so, yeah, being out here in Oklahoma, um, working a job and living for Jesus and just being a part of a church and not being a pastor at it, uh, but just being somebody just serving, l- learning what it's like to volunteer in ministry again has been really good for my soul and for my wife's soul. And um, yeah, that's that's just a part of my story. I can get more into that in an, at another time. But for all of you listening, I just wanna encourage you. Um, we're not needed, we're not necessary. And that shouldn't discourage us. I mean, I'm one to talk, it has discouraged me in the past, but it shouldn't be discouraging because the encouraging part is if we're not needed, if, if Jesus is all that's needed, then all we have to do is step into the things that he's already doing. We don't have to f- break down doors. We don't, have, we don't have to force things to happen. You know, the, the world isn't going to go to hell in a handbasket without us. Um, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church of Jesus without us. It's, so the, the weight of the world for those of you guys in ministry out there listening to this, or even just Christians, Christians. I mean, that, that's what I am right now. I, I am a Christian <laughs> um, and I am not on staff at a church. And when I say, you know, if you're listening to this in ministry, I just basically mean if you're listening to this and you're a Christian, because every Christian is called to ministry. So that being said, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against the church because we didn't show up because we didn't provide our skill. So all that to say, we're not needed, but we're wanted. Jesus looks at us and he's like, hey, I've got this covered. Like I can do this without you, but my heart is covenant and partnership 
I want to work together with humans to bring about my kingdom and my good work. And that just blows me away. That is encouraging. I need that. You need that. We need that. So, so take that today. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, I don't know what to call this, a devotional thought. I don't know. I'm just going to, I've got so many podcast channels open right now, but I'm going to use this one um, to post, you know, all of my episodes, but I'm also going to use this to post just anytime I'm driving in the car or walking around or in my office and I get a thought that I want to share. I'm going to use this to put it out there. So that's that. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you all later. God bless.